And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Dave Terrace, the King of Klezmer, by Yale Strom, chronicles the life and work of a Ukrainian-born man who became known as the Benny Goodman of Klezmer. He was the individual most responsible for the development of a uniquely American style of Jewish Klezmer music. From 1925 until his death in 1989, Dave Terrace set the standard. Well-known jazz legends such as Charlie Parker and Miles Davis studied his technique. Yale Strom is himself an accomplished klezmer musician and historian. He is credited as a pioneer in the revival of klezmer. Strom had already published several books on the genre when, by happenstance, he ran into a great-grandson of Dave Terrace in New York. That encounter inspired Strom to write a biography of the iconic musician. The book contains many touching anecdotes by family members, musical colleagues, and protégés. There is newly discovered biographical material, rare photos, the musical scores of 28 of Terrace's original klezmer tunes arranged for violin and clarinet, a glossary of Yiddish terms, a bibliography, detailed footnotes and discography, plus a copy of a handwritten note by Terrace a few years before he passed away. Dave Taras was born Dave Tarasiuk in 1897 in Ternivka, a shtetl in what is now modern-day Ukraine, located about 200 miles south of Kiev and 19 miles southwest of Uman, where Rebbe Nachman of Breslov is buried. Taras was a third-generation klezmer musician. He learned his craft from his father and played at weddings for Jews and non-Jews in and around Ternivka. He even played in the Tsarist army up to World War I. That gig not only kept him out of the trenches, in the end it saved his life. When pogroms broke out, foreshadowing even worse devastation and horror to come with the Holocaust, Terrace managed to escape to the West with his wife and some family members. Sadly, many of his relatives were left behind. Those that survived endured much hardship, including deportation to Uzbekistan through Siberia and Kazakhstan. Life was hard for klezmer musicians in the USSR, and often dangerous. Meanwhile, Terrace and his wife arrived in America in 1920. He got a job working in his brother-in-law's first shop, because at first he didn't think he was good enough to make a living as a musician in America. But within three years, he was supporting his growing family playing his clarinet and would go on to become the most acclaimed klezmer in the United States.
During his career, he made hundreds of recordings on labels such as Columbia and RCA Victor. He frequently played for Yiddish theater, resorts, social clubs, vaudeville, and movie theaters, and of course, countless weddings and other Jewish communal events. The emergence of a new technology called radio allowed Terrace and other klezmer to reach a broader audience. By the end of the 1920s, Jewish radio programming and Yiddish music were being heard on several major radio stations in the New York area. During the harsh depression years, Terrace worked many different venues, including in resort hotels in the Catskill Mountains. The area came to be known as the Borscht Belt because klezmer and Yiddish swing were so popular there. By the end of the 1930s, Dave Terrace had become known throughout the Yiddish theater and klezmer world as the best and most reliable clarinetist. When World War II broke out, he did another army stint. He was commissioned by the National Guard of New York to lead its military band. But the end of the war brought with it the end of the big band era and the beginning of a new American music scene. Despite that, Terrace remained one of the few musicians to still record and play actively in the niche he had carved out for himself, gigs in the American Jewish community and as a session musician, recording, radio, and teaching music. His audience was dwindling, however. The trauma of the Holocaust turned survivors and their descendants away from the painful memories and associations of their East European roots. With the birth of the new state of Israel in 1948, American Jews still in touch with their roots began to identify with a more modern Israeli culture. But in the 1970s, Dave Terrace was rediscovered by musicians and researchers Andy Statman and Walter Zev Feldman. In 1978, they organized a tour featuring Terrace and other klezmorum and Yiddish singers. The project also produced a studio recording titled Music for the Traditional Jewish Wedding. This would be Terrace's last studio effort. The tour was a huge hit with seniors who recalled the heyday of Klezmer. But it also attracted a smaller crowd of young musicians who would form the nucleus of a revival of Yiddish culture. In 1984, Dave Terrace was honored by the National Endowment of the Arts with a National Heritage Fellowship. He died on February 12, 1989, in Oceanside, Nassau County, New York, leaving a daughter, a son, and seven grandchildren. His great-granddaughter, Stephanie Terrace, is now the keeper of the family klezmer legacy. Dave Terrace influenced several generations of klezmer musicians and will no doubt continue to influence generations to come. Dave Terrace, the King of Klezmer, by Yale Strom, 
is available at Amazon and other booksellers. Musical excerpts you heard were all recordings by Dave Terrace. Apologies for my Yiddish pronunciation. We began and ended with Chusen Kala Mazel Tov, a traditional Jewish wedding march. Then Zefki Ich Bin Deiner Scher, a couple's set dance similar to a quadrille or square dance. Galatis, grandfather's song. Freilex, another traditional Jewish dance. The word means happy, and this song was titled Freilex Veseli. A Pastuch's Cholem, or A Shepherd's Dream, from his 1978 recording, Music for the Traditional Jewish Wedding. You can find the music of Dave Terrace also on Amazon and on iTunes. I'm Pavnina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.